You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Hey, guys. Back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck, yeah. And some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. The Large Nerdron Collider podcast is a production of iHeartRadio. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Large Nerdron Collider podcast, the podcast that's all about the geeky things happening in the world around us and how incredibly excited we are about them. I'm Ariel Kasten, and with me, as always, is font of Disney knowledge and brilliant co-host Jonathan Strickland. Hey, Ariel, I have for you a question. If you could be in any comic book group, whether Marvel, DC, whatever, you could be a member of a group from comic books. What group would you want to belong to? Oh, oh, man, Jonathan. Yeah. Oh, that's such a hard see because I like I like how Marvel treats their their stories and their heroes better, but I like the the camaraderie of the Justice League better, at least from the old cartoons. But there's a lot of drama there too. Um, I'm gonna say Guardians of the Galaxy because it's I don't have to pick favorites between the other two. That's which is I guess Marvel. And there's been an awful lot of different versions of Guardians of the Galaxy. I mean, we're I'm sure most people are familiar with the cinematic universe version, but in the comics, a lot of different characters have been part of that group at one time or another. Yeah, but it wasn't a property that I was personally very familiar with until Disney took a hold of it. Right. What what group would you be a part of? Well, uh, I think, well, first of all, 
Ariel, I'm surprised you didn't say you wanted to be part of Cowgirls from Hell or Nuns with Guns. No. I mean, Those... really, I want to be She-Hulk, but they've recently cast her, so. Uh, she, yeah. All right. So I, out of all the different groups, I would want to be part of the Great Lakes Avengers because that's the one that has Squirrel Girl in it, and I know I would never lose. That is true. That's very smart planning on your part, Jonathan. I mean, she she's taken down... Like Thanos, right? Than, yeah, the top tier villains in Marvel. I mean, it's it's kind of a running gag, but like, if you don't want to lose, align yourself with Squirrel Girl. Uh, and the reason why I asked that question is that we are really focusing today on the information that came out as part of Disney Investor Day 2020. I'm sure most of you out there who are big fans of uh, Star Wars and Marvel and Disney, you probably heard all about it. So we're not going to run down every single announcement because there were like 50 of them. Mm -hmm. uh, instead, we're going to talk about some of the ones that we found particularly exciting. And we've divided this up into different segments. So let's get ready to talk about sort of the Lucas and Disney stuff in this first half. So Ariel, mm -hmm. you are not known as a... um horror aficionado i'm i am not a horror aficionado and i know what you're getting at because the very first story i put in that i wanted to talk about was the alien series that's happening for hulu i for me alien i guess aliens more so because alien is more of a horror movie aliens is more of a sci-fi movie sci-fi action film yeah yeah um is one of those that skirts the line enough between scary and story that I can do it. Now, I will say I have tried to watch the more recent Ridley Scott uh, properties in that series. Like Prometheus. Um, like Prometheus and uh, the most the most recent one. Is that Prometheus? No, Alien. There's another uh, Alien film whose name I forget. Covenant. Because, yeah, I think you're right. I think it's Alien Covenant. So I watched Prometheus. In the theaters, actually. And I was, I had to cover my eyes, of course. But uh, the the very latest one, I, I tried to watch it last year with uh, a friend of mine, back when we could watch things with friends. And they are a big horror person. They love it. They like, they like saw and things like that. And I just can't do that sort of, that sort of thing. And they thought it was too much and we had to turn it off. Mm. Uh, that being said, I'm hoping that the series will hearken more towards the original Alien movies, the Alien movies that I love. It also really amuses me because back when Disney bought Fox last year in 2019, uh, there was a whole bunch of joking that, oh, they've bought Fox. Now the Alien Alien can be uh, a Disney princess. Yeah, and we, now it seems that. It, it kind is. of is. We, we heard that same sort of joke about all sorts of stuff from Anastasia, right? Mm -hmm. to, Who is now on Disney Plus. Right, but not a Disney princess. They have been very clear about that. Um, yeah, but that, there have been a lot of jokes about that as well. I'm interested. Uh, I heard that it was supposed to have a kind of tone somewhere in between the alien, the first alien film, which was more of a tense horror movie, monster movie kind of thing. And mm -hmm. Aliens, which was more of that sci-fi action movie thing. It's supposed to be somewhere kind of in that spectrum. So I am excited about it. Uh, I will definitely check it out. I, I subscribe to Hulu, so I will have to at least give it a try. Mm -hmm. The next thing we have before we get into all things Star Wars is the announcement of what is for reals. Pinky's Promise going to be the last Indiana Jones movie. 
Um, are you at all interested in that, Ariel? Does that is that something that still kind of excites you? Um, it doesn't excite me. Now, that being said, I haven't seen a whole lot about the new movie. I was excited about Crystal Skull. I didn't hate it as much as some other people did back when it came out, but I realized that it, it didn't hold a candle to the original Indiana Jones movies. Uh, I I feel obligated to watch it. I have to finish out the series. I've watched everything else Indiana Jones, including the the TV show, the young Indiana Jones TV show yeah. back when. Well, so, I, 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 Crystal Skull did a number on me. I did not like that movie. Um, I, I didn't feel like, I mean, granted, each of the Indiana Jones movies has its own tone and its own voice. Mm-hmm. Like the Raiders of the Lost Ark has a very pulpy, you know, kind of tone to it. And then uh, Temple of Doom is much darker. George Lucas has frequently said that it's probably because he was going through a nasty divorce at the time. Last Crusade is much more lighthearted. Like there's a much more adventurous, lighthearted tone to it, despite the fact that there's some, you know, pretty grisly things happen in that movie too. And then Crystal Skull just, I don't know. It just, I, I never, I, I thought that Shia LaBeouf's performance was, was pretty good, honestly, mm-hmm. but the rest of it just didn't click for me. And uh, so I, I'm kind of curious about this Indiana Jones movie. I do love the, the franchise, but I don't know this one. I think I'm going to have to wait and learn more about it. And I, you know, they say it's the very last one. It'll definitely be the last one with Harrison Ford, I believe, but I wouldn't be surprised if they come out with looking at some of the other things Disney has announced that they're (laughs) rebooting. I wouldn't be surprised if we end up with a reboot in the future. Well, and and just the fact that, Every other announcement they have is like, okay, so you guys like Star Wars. Here's 47 things that we're going to be doing with Star Wars over the next three years. Yeah, well, uh, I mean, I feel part of that is half of the things we're going to talk about, more than half of them, are coming to Disney+. Plus. Their series or their straight-to-streaming movies. It's almost like people said, oh, well, we're almost at the end of season two of Mandalorian, and my free trial of Disney+, Plus is over, so I don't need it anymore. And they're like, but wait, here's all this content. Yeah. Well, and let's let's talk a bit about the stuff that gets us excited and has got a lot of people talking is that there was no mention of Ryan Johnson's previously announced Star Wars trilogy. He was the one who directed episode eight and had Mm -hmm. had been in a deal to direct a trilogy of Star Wars films that had not been titled. There was no indication of where it was going to fit within the overall Star Wars universe or timeline. But In an event where there was a tremendous amount of Star Wars material, no mention of him, which makes a lot of people wonder, is he in fact on the outs? Is that trilogy scuttled? I have no idea, obviously. I hope not. I was really looking forward. Rian Johnson has this great way of creating relationship in a movie for people who are not as familiar with the name, you might be familiar with his works beyond doing the the second of the new Star Wars trilogy. He also did Knives Out recently. Yeah, which uh, is he great. was also yeah, he was also the director of a drug high school noir called Brick back in the day and some other movies. Those are the ones I'm most familiar with. So he just has this really great way of like building characters and building relationships. And I was looking forward to that in Star in Star Wars, not that Star Wars does a bad job of that, but that I liked what he did if it hadn't been within 
the trilogy of Star Wars films, I would have liked it more. Mm-hmm. Well, That's we, almost a sentence you can parse. <laughs> we know that uh, Taika Waititi is going to be doing some Star Wars movies, which is, you know, he Disney is putting that man to work because he's also directing mm-hmm. uh, a Thor sequel. And he, of course, directed the last Thor film as well. So busy dude. And then we have the other uh, announced film, Rogue Squadron, directed by uh, Patty Jenkins, who directed the Wonder Woman films. So, who is the first woman to direct a Star Wars movie? Yeah, long overdue. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see kind of what develops out of that. But out of all the different series, we're not going to run down all of them. But are there any in those that really kind of jump out at you as something that you're excited to see, or any that you're just like, I have no interest whatsoever? Well, honestly, a lot of them. It is a lot of Star Wars. I think it'll be too <laughs> a lot of Star Wars to ingest. Uh, I think I'm really excited to see how Visions works, which is taking Japanese anime creators and creating a Star Wars galaxy through short films, uh, kind of like the Animatrix, Animatrix or Memories. Uh, of course, I have to like Lando and then I think Acolyte because it's it's even though I like to consider myself light side, mm-hmm. it's focusing more on the dark side of things. And it's being done by the Russian doll creator. Russian doll was a series on Netflix about a woman who kept dying. It's a little crass. I would, I would, you know, if crass is not your thing. It's maybe not for you, but it was a really, they handled it really well and they wrote it in a really interesting way. And I, like to see that dark quirky brought to this dark side. So I think those are my favorite. What are my, my favorites just by announcement? What are yours? Well, you know, it's, it's funny because like I I have said before, and you'll hear it in other episodes that uh, I'm a star Wars fan who has still never seen episode nine uh, because they, they kind of lost me. And which is sad because I was, I mean, like I was growing up in the 70s and 80s. I owned like every Star Wars toy there was. Huge Star Wars fan. Uh, But I kind of fell off. Really, the prequels were what hit me. I'm one of those stereotypical people. I just don't like the prequels. And I'm not a huge fan of the sequels. Um, And and I I just said, you know what? The original trilogy I still love. And I'm just going to love those. And that's fine. Everyone else can love what they want to love. That's awesome. That mm-hmm. being said, uh, in these announcements, there were two that caught my eye in particular. And um, one of those was, it, it, oddly enough, one of those was Lando, because despite all my best efforts, I couldn't find any actual sizzle footage of Lando. There were, it was mm-hmm. always, the, it always blacked out for that part. Uh, so it may have been on the call, but it wasn't on anything I could find. But, but uh, especially if, if uh, Glover's playing Lando, I definitely want to see it. And mm-hmm. then... The other one was um, Andor, the the spy thriller, because even though I wasn't a huge fan of uh, Rogue One, that character I thought was kind of interesting. And to do sort of this undercover spy thriller series that in the Star Wars universe, that's kind of interesting to me. I'm a little curious about Obi-Wan, but that one I'm a little I'm a little shaky on. Uh, I love Ewan McGregor. I love his take on Obi-Wan. I I don't mind Hayden Christensen. Uh, I think that he was given a raw deal due to like the way that, that those films were directed. Uh, I agree. And he's done some great work outside of the Star Wars universe. So I know he's a great actor. 
Um, but and we know he's coming back as Vader, which is why I even mentioned it. I don't mm-hmm. I don't really know that I need to see more story where Obi-Wan and Vader have a lot more interaction. Um, maybe like I, I, I honestly feel like the interactions I needed to see in the movies would have been more of the stuff between Obi-Wan and Anakin forming a really close friendship because I felt like the stuff we got in the movies kind of skipped over all the stuff where they became friends and they just said, oh, they're friends now. <laughs> and I'm like, but yeah. but how did that happen? So that's that's kind of a bummer, but also people age. So it's a little harder to do. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, those are, those are the ones that I'm kind of interested in. The others, I mean, all of them look great. Like all of them look like People have done phenomenal work on them. I don't want to. Mm-hmm. I don't want to take anything away from those. They just didn't grab me as an as a way of saying you have absolutely got to check this out. There's there's something about a work of art when the like with Andor where we don't have a whole lot of details about the plot or the story or the characters yet. Uh, where you watch the people and there's such a dedication to it and there's such an excitement about it that you can't help but be a little bit excited for it. Yeah. And, um, and Diego, Diego Luna is just such a charismatic person that I'm, I'm, I really want, I want to see a series with him. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. And then they announced a bunch of other stuff that we'll just go through really quickly. A bunch of Pixar things that are coming out, like a long form musical comedy series about Moana, which I'm all about Awaju, which I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing correctly, which is a science fiction African comic book series. Um, they've talked about some of their movies coming straight to demand along with the theaters for an extra cost. Um, but- Light, Lightyear, which is going to bring another uh, another Marvel actor over into the Disney fold. Yeah. Chris Evans is, is voicing Lightyear, the character that the Buzz Lightyear toy was supposed to be based off of. Yeah, it's an origin story from I do want to see a Disney movie where Chris Evans has to uh, confront all the various versions of himself throughout Disney. Uh, We'll get to that later. Save that thought for Marvel. (laughs) (laughs) But then they announced some that, well, one, it was confusing because they put him in with all the Star Wars stuff like Willow. I saw all of these Star Wars titles announced in this, this graphic. And then there was Willow and Children of Blood and Bone. Yeah. Children Children of of Blood and Bone is a young adult novel. Yeah, a Nigerian novel, uh, kind of kind of Harry Pottery, from what I understand. And then Willow, you know, is is, but it made me think. Well, parts of the the land in Willow do look like Endor. Okay, so but are they saying that brownies are related to Ewoks? First of all, Lu- <laughs> Lucas Lucas was the guy behind producing Willow, so that's why Willow is in there because it was a Lucasfilm project. Um, and I have a an, an affinity for it because I have a niece named after a character from Willow. So mm-hmm. to me, like this is something I'm really looking uh, forward to. There are also a ton of of announcements about lots of other stuff. Uh, Hocus Pocus two, which we knew was in development already. Sister Pe- Act, Peter Pan and Wendy, um, a live action Pinocchio, lots and lots of stuff. But mm-hmm. you've probably seen plenty of pieces on that. So rather than go through all that, we're going to take a quick break and come back and put on our superhero capes. So we'll see you right after this. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of 
a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Mom met a lot of your demands over the years. This Mother's Day, get her the Bartesian cocktail maker that makes premium cocktails on demand. In just 30 seconds, have your choice of over 60 premium or seasonal cocktails, all at the touch of a button. Get $50 off on the Bartesian cocktail maker now when you buy one pack of cocktail capsules. So, for all the times you made a mess, get mom the countertop cocktail system that makes premium cocktails without making any mess at all. For all the times you begged for soda, get her premium cocktail capsules made with real fruit juice and craft bitters. For all the times you demanded tacos for dinner, get her the Bartesian that mixes margaritas in just 30 seconds make mom's mother's day and all the 364 days that aren't mother's day with a bartesian cocktail maker at 50 dollars off visit b-a-r-t-e-s-i-a-n.com backslash mother now to get 50 dollars off the bartesian premium cocktail maker bartesian premium cocktails on demand are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant, just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. Snag a job is where America goes to hire. With the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, temp to hire, part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snag a job is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. All right, so the other third half somewhere around their announcement from the Disney investors meeting was all about the MCU. Um, We know that going into this new phase after Endgame of MCU movies, they're opening up the multiverse, which is opening up a multitude of possibilities that is just, 
when I think it was part of what propelled Jonathan and I to say, oh, we need to make this episode one, even though this announcement happened last week. Because as we talked about it, we got exceptionally excited about a few possibilities that they're now opening up. Yeah. So, yeah. So this this is this is crazy because you ask, where do you go after Endgame? And not just with the the stories that unfolded within the MCU so far with certain characters being gone, gone, or at least seemingly mm-hmm. gone. Like Vision seems to be gone, gone, but he's back, back, at least in some form. And then, you know, Captain America, uh, spoiler alert, if you haven't watched Endgame yet, uh, Captain America's gone. And, uh, you, you know, you sit there and think uh, also the tragedy, real life tragedy of Chadwick Boseman mm-hmm. passing away. And what that means, because one of the things they did, they actually ended their segment talking about uh, they gave a tribute to him and said that he was so inspirational and instrumental that they were not going to recast the role of uh, T'Challa, which means that the Black Panther is going to be a different a different character will be taking up that mantle. Shuri is the one that most people say his sister Mm -hmm. are the ones that most people say is probably the most likely. But I've heard some other. Uh, concepts thrown around as well. But the reason why the multiverse is kind of exciting is that one, it opens up the possibility of really, really weird stories. And we've kind Mm -hmm. of gotten hints of that with the first Dr. Strange movie, which dipped its toe in there (laughs) and the Ant-Man movies, which in the quantum world kind of dips its toe in that that area. And then Spider-Man far from home, they, Played with the idea. With J. Jonah Jameson at the end, you know, you get the J. Jonah. So, yeah, they, when you pull in an actor who has played a character, but played it for a different incarnation of the the superhero, played by a different actor with a different origin story, all this kind of stuff, you start to say, like, was that just, you know, kind of a wink and a nod to fans? Or is this an <laughs> indication of some sort of multiverse link and it could go either way, right? It could just be, mm-hmm. oh, we just think that's cute. Like it could be like the shawarma scene at the end of the first Avengers movie. Yeah. Like it doesn't mean yeah. anything. It's just there. It, it could be that there's a J. Jonah Jameson in every single or or that version of J. Jonah Jameson transcends right versus uh universes. <laughs> but we're seeing already that with the announcement of the different properties of Marvel, that there is this mm-hmm. kind of interdimensional and intertemporal connectivity because you've got the Loki series, which has mm-hmm. the TVA in it. And what which is, is the, the time variance? It's the time variance authority, right. which, which is create. It's, it's a, an authority that monitors all of the different timelines and then can eradicate timelines that are problematic yeah. or dangerous, which is a great thing for Marvel to introduce into their storyline, because that means if they have a property that fails, they can go, eh, the type TVA is cutting it. Yeah, uh, it's 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 a it's done as in the comics. It's done like it's just a enormous bureaucracy, like it's like mm-hmm. the biggest government office you've ever seen and not in a shield cool way. Like it's done as if it's like the most boring kind of job in the world that you're having to look at all the different realities in all the different timelines. So, so you've got that concept, that Loki thing is already tapping into it. WandaVision, the series that has uh, the Scarlet Witch and Vision in it, that clearly is set in some sort of reality that is 
manufactured, whether it's, you know, a villain has placed people into a, a virtual reality in their own minds, or maybe the Scarlet Witch has kind of retreated into her own mind after dealing with mm-hmm. the loss of her, her, uh, her loved vision. Um, yeah, in, in the comics, this, this story that aligns with this, what we know about the TV show, she kind of goes insane and tries to recreate all that she's lost. Yeah, she, Being Disney, I suspect it'll be a little bit happier. Yeah, she, I mean, it's possible she could, maybe she could come become the big bad because Scarlet Witch becomes like a serious villain for a, a, a while in that storyline. Um, but I don't think she'll be the big bad this phase. Possibly not. I mean, it's kind of hard to draw some conclusions, at least for me. Maybe you have better uh, insight into it than I do. But we also know that Doctor Strange is that has the madness of the multiverse in its title. So we know that that's going to take part of this. So it it ties Mm -hmm. into it. And we know that the villain in Ant-Man and the Wasp uh, in the the Quantumverse story is going to uh, be Kang the Conqueror. And Kang the Conqueror in the comic books is this time-traveling supervillain who is constantly mm-hmm. trying to conquer modern-day Earth for some reason. I don't understand what his mm-hmm. motivations are. Doctor Who logic. <laughs> but he, yeah, when you can literally be in any time and any place <laughs> while you're focusing on modern-day Earth, I don't know. I guess we're super special. But um, but Kang the Conqueror, he does have a, a, a tragic sort of backstory, too. And... We know that that's going to be one of the he's going to be the villain in Ant-Man and the Wasp. And that also ties into the multiverse and time Mm -hmm. time travel. So we're looking at all these different possibilities. And we know that in Spider-Man 3, we're going to have various incarnations of Spider-Man actors who have played Spider-Man in other franchises showing up. Yeah, and and we know that Doctor Strange is going to be in WandaVision. He's going to be in Spider-Man 3, and then Wanda's going to be in Doctor Strange. Uh, So it's interesting to me because, uh, and I'll get back to Spider-Man 3 about this, when we started into the MCU and we ended up getting Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., they said, well, these stories are going to stay different. And now they're starting to integrate their TV shows with their movies. And I feel like it's all going to tie together and you're going to have to watch one to watch the other, which I think is a great marketing scheme if you don't get burnt out on it. Yeah, no, it's it kind of makes me think. So the way I see this all starting is way back in the day when Blair Witch Project came out. This is not Marvel, obviously. Mm-hmm. But Blair Witch Project was a standalone film, the original Blair Witch Project, standalone film that you could watch and you could, you know, it would be creepy and you could get, you know, a decent experience out of it. But there was this incredible groundwork of backstory that was online on the Blair Witch Project website that continued to build upon this concept that this was a real found footage film. Like the the footage was actually real stuff and treated it all as if it were real events. And it just elevated everything if you happened to have put in the work. If you didn't, you could still have a good experience seeing the movie, but you wouldn't get as much out of it. I feel like Mm -hmm. it's similar to this. I'm hoping that each entry can be standalone so that you don't have to have seen something else for something to make sense. Mm -hmm. But that if you see it all, it just makes a much bigger picture that is much more satisfying. Disney has done a pretty good job at that in the past. The thing that I'm so excited about with all of this, though, is that they aren't denying all of the other iterations like we talked about. Mm-hmm. So we do have all, all of these old Spider-Mans, but we're also getting 
Charlie Cox as Daredevil from the Netflix Defender series, which, you know, everybody was really sad when Disney Plus came out and Netflix had to cancel their Defender series. Some people were sad. I was sad. I, I have I have a I have a possibility to, to pose to you, Ariel. So we okay. have heard that Charlie Cox is at least rumored to be in Spider-Man 3. So we assume mm-hmm. that Daredevil's showing up there. Hopefully that means Luke Cage too. One of the yes, uh, and and uh, Jones too, Jessica Jones. I, yeah, I liked her yeah. character too. Uh, the only one that kind of gets left out is Iron Fist because that just didn't work so well. But at the end of the second season, that's the thing. At the end of the second season of Iron Fist, and I'll keep this brief. He and his brother get drunk. And go on hijinks. And I'm like, that's the show I wanted to watch for the last two seasons. Why are you stopping it here? Well, <laughs> the question I was going to pose to you or the the scenario I was going to pose to you is that one of the series that they announced, another one that we had heard about, but we got a little more detail is She-Hulk. And then, mm-hmm. you know, the, the character of She-Hulk, her alter ego is a lawyer and she specializes in cases that have to do with superheroes. So there could be an episode of She-Hulk where she's going up against Matt Murdock, the secret identity of Daredevil, who's also an attorney. Mm-hmm. He could show, and because they said you should expect to see other heroes show up in the She-Hulk series. Uh, we know that we know that Mark Ruffalo is going to be in it. We know that Tim Roth as the Abomination is coming back for that series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it'll be Law and Order MCU. Uh. And and we're running out of time, but I did want to bring up one other thing that Ariel and I talked about just as we were kind of basking in the wake of all these announcements, which is that they're bringing back Fantastic Four. So we're getting another Fantastic Four film and we don't know yet what what form that's going to take. We uh, we mm-hmm. know that the director of, of of Spider-Man Far From Home is directing yeah. Fantastic Four. But the interesting thing to me is that uh, we were talking about, is this going to be yet another origin story? Are we going to get another version of Fantastic Four? Because technically this would be the fourth film version since the 90s. The first one being the produced but never officially released Roger Corman film, which I argue is still the best Fantastic Four movie that's been done so far. I would agree with you. And and that is taking into account how cheesy it is. I think it's actually perfect the way it is, how cheesy it is. I love and then it. we have the other two more modern interpretations of Fantastic Four that came out since then. Is it going to be yet another version with new actors playing those parts? But with all this multiverse stuff, Ariel brought up the fact that maybe we could even see different incarnations of the Fantastic Four and different actors who play these characters. And that leads us to a truly insane, mind-blowing possibility. Yes, which is after they establish their version of Fantastic Four, they bring in the multiverse of Fantastic Four, which means that we get Chris Evans as the Human Torch and we get Michael B. Jordan as, as the human, the human torch. torch. And they're also both, they have both played characters, other characters in the MCU, because Chris Evans is obviously Captain America, Michael B. Jordan, Killmonger. So you suddenly have the possibility of having, like, it, it, and it feeds right into the multiverse, too. That's the thing, is mm-hmm. that you could do this. It would be crazy. It would be weird. But it also is thematic with the multiverse. Yes, yes. I would love it, which brings me back to Chris Evans having a movie where he has to 
uh, deal with all the various versions of himself. Maybe it could even be meta. It could actually be Chris Evans having to deal with Captain America and the Human Torch and Buzz Lightyear. And, 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 I, and maybe his character from Scott Pilgrim because he was a comic book character there too. Yeah, yeah. And I would say that Michael B. Jordan would join him on the adventure because he's in a similar boat, exception of the fact that then it becomes too close to uh, Falcon and, and Winter Soldier, which... Again, it's tied to Captain America. Oh, and this, it's just... And this is all before we even have to say the name Ryan Reynolds, which makes it so much more complicated because he's been heroes with both Marvel and DC. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so this is... I mean, obviously we haven't touched on all the different announcements. I have to admit that there are other ones, like I'm way more excited about the Marvel stuff than I am with the Star Wars stuff. I want to see Ironheart. I want to see, mm-hmm. I want to see Ms. Marvel. Definitely. I'm really excited yeah. about that one. Yeah. I want to see she I want to see She-Hulk. Yeah, because they cast Tatiana Maslany in it, who's from Orphan Black. So she's got all of this experience playing multiple versions mm-hmm. of the same character. Yep. I want to see. Great casting. I want to see uh, Moon Knight. I'm really curious about how they're going to handle mm-hmm. that character. Um, I want to see Secret Invasion with Nick Fury and Talos. And, uh, and I think we both... <laughs> Ariel and I agree, and it's not just because of the time of year, but I think we both agree that obviously the pinnacle of of their work is going to be the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special, mm-hmm. which is, uh, I could not anticipate something more. And I'm only being a little snarky about that. Yeah, yeah. It better have Groot singing holiday classics. Yes, I am Groot and just done at different tunes. That would be amazing. Yes, well, yes. I am Groot, I am Groot, <laughs> I am Groot. Well, you know what? Now that we're talking about singing Christmas songs, I think uh, it's a good time for us to to take a quick break. And when we come back, we can have our large Nerdron Collider mashup. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Mother's Day is coming, and mom doesn't want flowers. She wants a cocktail. Here's a hint. Get mom Bartesian. It's the countertop cocktail maker that creates your choice of over 60 premium cocktails in less than 30 seconds, each at the touch of a button. Flowers die. Happy hour comes back every day. So get mom the machine that makes amazing cocktails with real fruit juices and craft bitters. Best of all, get $50 off a Bartesian premium cocktail maker with the purchase of one pack of cocktail capsules. 
So, instead of getting mom a reason to fill a flower vase with water, get mom the easiest, fastest way to fill her glass with the floral notes of gin. The best cocktails are premium cocktails, and the best day to get it for mom is Mother's Day, because you can get $50 off now for a limited time. Visit bartesian.com backslash mother to get the best premium cocktail maker for mom at the best price for you. Bartesian, premium cocktails on demand. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. So, yeah. up. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm going to tell you uh this had nothing to do with current news. I guess I guess one of our properties is coming out with a sequel or reboot or soft reboot soon is the news ish. Uh but the other one is just because I know that uh it's getting close to the holiday time and this mashup amused me. So we're doing Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer meets Gremlins. Gremlins is the one that's getting the soft reboot. Uh, sequel. Uh, so, if you're not familiar with Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, he's <laughs> <laughs> somehow you haven't seen television since the 1970s. Listen, listen. Some some people may not celebrate Christmas, so he's he's uh, one of Santa's reindeer with a bright shiny nose that leads the sleigh through all of the snow and sleet. There's a wonderful claymation uh, old movie about it that for me just holds up forever and ever and ever, where. It's the cutest thing, and he's got kind of like a little, like, stuffy nose sort of a voice, and I absolutely love it. That's because they've coated his nose with, cool. uh, yeah, so that, so he, so now he's got a nose, he talks like this. And, of course, uh, the the Center for Puppetry Arts here in Atlanta has a licensed uh, uh, production of this, where they have puppets that are designed to look just like the characters from that original special like Mm -hmm. they are all designed so that you can see these in three dimensions and i know that very well because my sister 
has performed in it numerous times. She's been Rudolph. Uh, so pretty cool. Yeah. It's rather fantastic. I, it's, it's like, a, it's like I'm, I'm, I'm a relative of a celebrity. Um, <laughs> so yes, that's, you know, do you recall the most famous ranger of all? Sure you do. Yeah. Gremlins. Gremlins is a kind of, I think of get, Gremlins as a gateway horror movie because it's, it's, it's not super scary, but it's got it's some intense scary. moments. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. It's some could, intense moments and some gross out stuff too. Like there's some, there's some gross things that happen in that movie. Yes. Yes. It's, I, I had to, I had to muster some courage to get through Gremlins. I love Gremlins. But it's definitely one of those ones where it's, uh, even still, like Jurassic Park and Jaws, don't judge me, everybody. Uh, you can judge me. It's fine. I, I realize. I still have to watch parts of it kind of clo- covering my eyes, uh, mm. even though I know it's going to happen, just because I still get I still get that anxiousness. Uh, you, you, get pulled into the, you get pulled into the movie. That's a good thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So Gremlins is a story about a a young man who gets a gift from his dad, his, his, his crazy inventor dad who finds this exotic animal in a, uh, a market and it turns out it's a mogwai and the mogwai is sensitive to light. Can't, can't let sunlight hit it or it'll kill it. Um, you're not supposed to get it wet. You're not supposed to feed it after midnight. And he finds out what happens when all of those things happen, which yes. includes when it gets wet, uh, they multiply. And then if they eat after midnight, uh, which is a, a problem story element, if ever there were one, because <laughs> it's always <laughs> after midnight. But if they eat after midnight, then they turn into these the gremlin critters, the the really evil, destructive, malicious critters. Yeah. And so now we're going to m- mash those two together. Yes. Do you want to go first or shall I? Uh, I'm going to say that you're going to want to go first. <laughs> okay. Okay, okay, so Santa needs some new reindeer to pull his sleigh. You know, he always has the young and upcoming crew, uh, but he just, he, he needed to get some more reindeer. So he goes to the local North Pole sleigh and tractor supply store, mm-hmm. which also mm-hmm. happens to sell antiques, you know, mm-hmm. uh, to pick up these reindeers. I don't know if people know, but tractor supply stores usually sell like baby chickens. So it makes sense that a North Pole one would sell baby reindeers. Go with it. Okay, but this batch of reindeer is different than any previous batches he has ever seen of reindeer when he has had to go to the North Pole sleigh and tractor supply store and antique dealership. Um, The owner of the store tries to tell Santa, don't buy these, stick to your current deer, Dasher and Dancer will do fine this year and we'll get you new ones next year. But Santa sees this one in the middle of the pack who's got a bright, shiny nose and insists on taking it home. The shop owner, who's like, who am I to argue with Santa, right? Says, Mm. fine, whatever, just... Whatever you do, don't don't feed them. Uh, don't feed them after Christmas Eve Eve. Okay, so don't feed them after the twenty third. Yes, don't do it. Santa laughs and t- ho ho and takes them home. Um, <laughs> completely forgetting the warning. Uh, that's until he gives the reindeer their pre-flight meal. Now, you don't want to feed reindeer on Christmas Eve when they have to fly because it'll give them cramps, much like eating before swimming. You don't want to go eating before flying, right? Yeah, yeah. So he feeds them uh, before saddling them up to harnessing them up that's it harnessing them up now i have a picture of santa riding a riding a reindeer with a lasso uh i'm sure that happens in texas okay so um the flight is choppier than normal and santa doesn't know why until they land at their first stop which is uh kingston town 
I think that's the town in Gremlins. All of a sudden, I can't remember. So until they just make, scratch that, until they just make their first stop, right? Okay. When uh, all of a sudden, all the deers, except for the red-nosed one, turn into a bombable snowman. Uh, <laughs> so bumbles. It's so bumbles. Tons yeah. of bumbles. Tons of angry, ferocious, destructive bumbles, which make such a noise that wake all the children of the town, who then team up with Santa to make a giant cage out of their erector sets and use... The red-nosed reindeer, Rudolph, uh, to lure all the rampaging snowmen in, saving the town. Unfortunately, uh, that causes such a like a weight on the earth that the erector set full of abominable snowmen fall into the earth and get covered with all of the Christmas snow, uh, which leads into the sequel for the next year, Reindeer Games After Midnight 2. Um <laughs> But uh, that is a mashup for a future day. That also reminds me of a horror movie I saw where the Santa Claus character is this more like a Krampus style character. And I can't remember, was it's something delivery. It, it was a foreign film and truly horrific. But your ending reminded me like that could have been the prequel to the movie I saw. Like, it was the horror movie. It could also be the the prequel to it for all I know. Um. All right. Well, here's my version. Now, my version uh, is more of a mashup of uh, uh, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer and Gremlins 2. And we didn't talk about Gremlins 2. Uh, it is a very interesting sequel in that it takes a very different approach to tone and jokes from the first film. The first film was a horror comedy. The second film is more of a comedy comedy with elements of horror in it. <laughs> but um, that's all you need to know. And here comes <clears throat> my version and my apologies because you already had to hear me sing for episode one. So here we go. You know Gremlin and Gremlin and Gremlin and Gremlin. <laughs> Gremlin and Gremlin and Mohawk and Gremlin. But do you recall the most famous Gremlin of all? Brain Gremlin, the brainy Gremlin. Gremlin, 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 Mogwai. Gremlin, Gremlin, Gremlin. They had a snack after midnight. Get that water away from Gremlin, or we will have more Gremlins soon. Then the Gremlins will Gremlin your Gremlin. Gremlin. Then I'll finish out this tune. Then one foggy Gremlin Eve, <laughs> Brain Gremlin came to say, Gremlin, with your skin so green, let's bite Gizmo in this scene. Then how the Gremlins Gremlined, Gremlin, as they Gremlined out with glee, Brain Gremlin, the brainy Gremlin, we hope you're back for Gremlins 3. <laughs> that's my that's my mashup. That went on way longer than I expected. And I not, did the I did the whole song. <laughs> and not nearly as long as it deserved. That was amazing, Jonathan. I wasn't able to work in like any of the other characters. So here's the true story behind that mashup. I don't usually do this, but for this mashup I thought, oh, it'd be fun to do a a parody of Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer but use different gremlin names. The gremlins don't typically get names. Uh, you get usually like one gremlin will be known as something like Stripe. That was the bad guy from the first gremlins movie. 
And the second one, uh, you have, um, uh, or I guess maybe Stripe. Stripe was the se- oh Mohawk. Mohawk is the second one. Uh, Mohawk is essentially Stripe, but again. And yeah. then, uh, but you had like Brain Gremlin, and then occasionally you'll get descriptors like Woman Gremlin mm-hmm. or Bat Gremlin, but you don't. They don't have names. Like Gizmo, the Mogwai gets a name. But the other characters typically don't. So, um, so when it came to naming all the gremlins, all I could do is just say gremlin, and I, then I was like, "Well, I'm just going to double down on this joke." Brilliant, brilliant, <laughs> and even more brilliant now that you've explained it. Um, no, wow. it was no, it was hilarious. I I felt good about my my mashup, but then you came out with that, Jonathan. Well, I mean, it, I, I promise they won't all be musical. So there's that. Yeah, listen, you find it funny. We don't know what our listeners think yet, but we do want to know what you think, both about the stuff that's going on in the Geekosphere in general, what your mashup of Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer and Gremlins would look like, and more. Like, what are some other things that we should mash together in future episodes? And you can do that by reaching out to us on social media. Yeah, on Twitter, uh, you can reach out to us either in in a po- uh tweet or dm at lnc underscore podcast you can also reach out to the large neurodron collider on instagram and facebook we will check those uh if you send a dm we may not dm you back but we will definitely look at what you send us and if we like what you send us we'll even read it on the show so yes we look forward to hearing from you we also want to give a special thanks to our producer tari who took our our hodgepodge little idea and made it super baller yeah uh it, so our ideas were like the lions and Voltron and then Tari took all the lions and jammed them together to make Voltron, which is kind of like the whole concept of the show to begin with. So it's a great fit. So Tari, thank you so much. Yeah. And until next time, I'm Ariel Kasten. And I am Jonathan Strickland. The Large Nerdron Collider is a production of iHeartRadio and was created by Ariel Kasten. Jonathan Strickland is the executive producer. The show is produced, edited, and published by Tari Harrison. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results, like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. 
You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah! And some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that! A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in! Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it! Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender.